Welcome into another episode of the Fast Break Podcast. I'm Bryson Wright, and I'm here with Justin Klimmer and Grant Mitchell. And to start off this episode, since our since our last episode, we've had some crazy performances. I feel like we might be at a point in the NBA where we have more people that can go for 40 on a given night than ever before. I, I got to talk about my guy first, John Morant, his 52-point performance, which also had two of the best highlights of the year i don't know i'm sure that y'all saw it the dunk on Jakob purdle and then the buzzer beater at the uh at the end of the half now i've seen a lot of basketball but i mean i haven't seen a 0.4 second full court heave and you, you like you um said in the group chat what a pass by steven adams i mean how many centers can do that just a Dude, perfect i don't think touchdown. that there's any centers that can do that mm-hmm. really like it was perfect it was a perfect pass and everybody talks about ja finishing it which of course he should get yeah. credit for it yeah but i think the steven adams pass needs to get more love you remember when he threw it like a football i think it was against the pelicans like three-quarter court just yeah, yeah yeah no he actually did it he did it at okc too i, I went back and looked at it there's a video of him with uh dennis schroeder he threw it full court at like Ooh, the end yeah. of the game mm-hmm. And I think it tied it to go to overtime. So I don't know. Maybe if there's some teams that are looking for a quarterback this year in the NFL, (laughs) I know Carson Wentz just got traded today. So maybe, maybe Steven Adams can step up. But yeah, no, that, that John Morant 52 point game as a Grizzlies fan, I've never, I've never seen anybody play like that before in a Grizzlies uniform. Usually it's somebody who's uh, playing against us that looks like that. (laughs) <laughs> but he looks like if, if if you had never seen a basketball game before and you watched those highlights, you would think John Morant was like the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And John Morant, I mean, again, we've talked about it before and I think everybody's talking about it at this point, but he is this next generation of great NBA players. He is ushered it in and yeah, it's really special watching him on the court. And that fifty two game was just I mean, he couldn't miss. He was just doing everything. The way he flowed on the court, it's scary. It's scary. And everyone likes him. You had uh, Allen Iverson tweet with the MVP trophy with Jaws jersey on him. Like, what did he yeah. say? You're up next. And then yeah, Reggie Miller sure. over the All-Star break, he mm-hmm. was like, Jaws the most exciting player to watch. And then Shaq recently just said, Jaws might be the best player in the NBA. So it, it he keeps getting talked about and yeah. for good reason. Yeah, yeah, it's get, get, getting a lot of love lately. It's good to see for sure. But there's also a lot of, there's a lot of guys that have some good performances. Uh, I know we wanted to talk about LeBron, too just carrying that Lakers team to a win against the Warriors this past weekend, Mm -hmm. 56 points. Uh, He was hitting three-pointers. He was dunking. He didn't look like a 37-year-old. No, no, not at all. I mean, 56 points from LeBron is something you'd see with Miami, you know, or maybe even Cleveland when he was back there, um, at least early on. But, like, I just – Gosh, he, he, you can't put the team on your back any more than LeBron did. Um, and seeing him just tear through the Warriors, I personally really, really, really love because I can't stand the Warriors. And also, when a bad Lakers team beats them, it's yeah. just it's even better. It's it, even better. It was it was so nice to see him just hit those three straight um, fourth quarter threes mm-hmm. against the yeah. Warriors. Tough threes too. Like that step back on Kaminga was no joke. But I mean, I think he can still do this. Well, obviously he just did, but he doesn't shoot more than thirty mm-hmm. times a game often. I think he shot thirty one this game. Yeah, and it was nice to finally see him get some whistles too, because he doesn't he doesn't get a good whistle compared to the guys like Embiid, Harden, yeah. uh, true. Giannis. So he really doesn't get the star treatment for whistles. I don't really want to start that. That could go many places, but I mean, we can we can start that a little bit if you want to. I mean, I would say he definitely does get some star treatment, but I would say that even a guy like 
Embiid gets more calls. Yeah. I think Giannis doesn't get more calls than LeBron necessarily, but there's a lot of times where LeBron should have some more and ones for mm-hmm. sure. Well, where he still finish it, finishes through contact just because of how big he is and they don't call a foul, which they'll call a foul on a guy like him, uh, not Embiid necessarily, but probably like Harden. They'll yeah. call a foul on Harden yeah. on some stuff that they won't call on LeBron. But that that's just how it is, it seems like. It feels like it's been like that for most of his career. But, I mean, that's just how it is. The refs are interesting. Yeah, NBA, they, <laughs> NBA refs. That's one are. way to put it, yeah. <laughs> When they switched him with the G League refs earlier in the season because everybody was out with COVID or some other uh, illness or something. I mean, the G League refs, I was like, you know, these guys aren't too bad. <laughs> Maybe we should keep some of them on, you know, relegate those NBA refs. There should be a farm system of refs like, hey, you got to go down to the G League now after that call. Uh-uh, you're done. Yeah, no. I, I feel like there's sometimes where refs are put in a position to where if you make that call you're just you're horrible yeah like i think it was the ref that called a charge on anthony edwards when he just dunked on somebody i was like dude kick him out of the league right now like we do not need this do you even like basketball it was a poster a poster if you call a charge on a posterizing dunk like that's just that's disgusting you should be you should be kicked out of the NBA like uh you know what we could we could ref a game better than some of these guys I think honestly yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh going into another great performance Jason Tatum I don't know what it is about the Nets but whenever Jason Tatum plays the Nets he just turns into a different player uh you go back to that I think playoff series last year where he had a 50 point game yeah. as well as now having another 50 point game this year against them. And it was really weird. I think one thing I saw some people talking about it and kind of calling KD out a little bit because you got Jason Tatum going off and they, he didn't guard him. Yeah. You had Bruce Brown on. Uh, yeah. It had a Tatum. bunch of people. I think yeah. even Seth Curry was on him a little bit, which makes no sense. Exactly. And it's like, if you're Kevin Durant, you're supposed to be the best player in the world. You gotta check him at least a little bit, like at least yeah. try. Let, let's let's they, be honest though, like he's not played defense since OKC, like a little bit with Golden State, a little bit with Golden State. But his it, right now, it's valid. His knees are shot, you know. But I I don't know with Golden State, it seemed like he just slack off a little bit, you know. Iguodala and Draymond would step up, uh, but now there's not that there's not that cushion, and he doesn't have the knees, so I, it's just a lot more noticeable. I think you'll see it more in the playoffs. Um, him guarding. Uh, like higher caliber caliber players because i mean he's not as good as defender i mean obviously with his age but he still has he's got the the size and length just to i mean just him there just affects shots yeah yeah and i feel like he's one of the only guys that could really stay with tatum yeah because tatum is like very similar to kd yeah i I just feel like you at least gotta try to guard Mm -hmm. him a little bit yeah i don't think he was guarding him at all down the stretch it didn't seem like like come on man like (laughs) even I think it was like going back to when the Grizzlies played him. Even Ja tried to guard him a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Like at least try. Yeah, I I would have liked to see it, but you know he w- he is coming off of an injury. Mm-hmm. He's just coming back. Maybe they didn't want to throw him straight into the fire. Yeah, I understand having other guys on him throughout the game, but once he really started getting cooking, like yeah. in that third quarter, I think was when he really started going. Well, she was playing great the whole game, but that's in the second half. He just turned it into another gear, yeah. and I think that they should have thrown kd on him a little bit yeah which i mean kd also had a pretty good game offensively i think he finished with like 37 yeah so nothing to slouch at but whenever you have 37 and the other dude has 54 and you don't try to guard him at all it kind of seems like man i feel like you got outplayed like you definitely got outplayed oh for sure for sure and like justin was saying i mean that's a big 
you know that 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 height at least is going to be pretty imposing. And I think you have KD on him more in this game. I, I mean, I, I think Tatum will still be in the 40s, but I think it's going to be like low 40s. I think it's maybe 10 points less if KD's on him more. Because again, that's just that's a hard man to shoot over. Now, the other thing is, is if Ben Simmons that's, is playing, yeah, Justin, I saw that you you want to talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah, like I I did say that Kevin Durant would probably guard him in the playoffs, but it it, it would be Ben Simmons. But it's also going to be interesting to see um, the lineups they throw out there because mm-hmm. I mean they miss Joe Harris really badly. They had lineups you can't you can't have Bruce Brown and Drummond on the floor at the same time. Those are two black holes. You know your offense just just won't be there with them. <laughs> but and even with Simmons and Drummond, it, it might yeah. not work. So yeah. it, it's gonna be it's gonna be something to watch for you. Claxton, I mean he's young, he's got energy, but he's just out there to play defense and yeah. get rebounds. That's yeah. If he goes out there and plays defense and gets rebounds, they're going to be fine. Yeah, and and hits uh, his layups and dunks. That's all he has to do. Yeah. Basically, like the DeAndre Jordan role from when he was on the Clippers. If he if he can do that, they'll be fine. But yeah, no, it's going to be really interesting with this Nets team going forward because you know the night after this, or maybe two days after, you saw Kyrie just mm-hmm. came out and was on fire. He was another guy. He had a fifty point. 50-point game. We've had a lot of 50-point games yeah. in the last like couple weeks. Seems like it's after All-Star break. Guys are kind of kicking it into the next gear. But, man, Kyrie looked like that was a vintage performance. I think he was 15 out of 19. Yeah, 19 shots. That's insane. <laughs> 50, 50 on, on 19, 19 shots. shots. I'm not sure how many free throws he shot, but, I, I mean, it, it, do, doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's That's ridiculous. He's not until 12 from three. That's mm-hmm. That's got to be up there, one of the highest, um, like, uh, for like eight plus threes, highest percentage. Yeah. It's oh yeah, it's yeah. I don't know exactly what it is, but I can't imagine that more that many guys have gone nine out of twelve. Yeah, in, in a game like that, it's that's insane. You know who could have gone nine out of twelve? Cam Johnson. Oh, he Cam kept Johnson. That fourth quarter uh, last Friday. Yeah, he had um, seven. Uh, sorry, six threes in the fourth quarter against the Knicks, including the. The dagger at uh, the yeah, and what did Paul Pierce say? I ain't called ga- I ain't called bank. I, I called call game. game. Yeah, and he did. Call <laughs> he game. called game. You know, his sons didn't have Booker or um, Chris Paul, but you know, Knicks are gonna nick. Yeah, that's that had to hurt. That it had did. To really it hurt. did. But like this season's already lost. It feels like. I mean, I think Atlanta or Charlotte are the ten seed. We're not passing them. No. Yeah, I don't think so. Bing bong to ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, m- maybe the uh, lottery will be better for y'all than they have yeah. has Jayden been I, in the past. Jaden, hey, that's John Morant two point oh. Yeah, that, that's the yeah. way I look at it. He, can we he, talk about that for a little bit? What do you? Yeah. So Jaden, a lot of people don't know this. So. Jaden Ivey's mom actually was an assistant coach for the Grizzlies. Oh, wow. She now coaches at Notre Dame. But Jaden and Ja are actually kind of close, and I think they work together. And you can see it in his game because he plays a lot like Ja at some point. Their wow. bodies look similarly, too. I, th- I feel like they're both. I what, think, I think, Ivy, yeah, I think Ivy's taller. a little bit taller, and I think that's the scary thing. Yeah. But he's not as athletic, oh, I don't think. He's not as athletic. Who is? Yeah, but he's. Jaden Ivey's gonna be scary. He's mm-hmm. you can tell. It's like whenever you watch a college game, I feel like you can tell like that is an NBA body. Oh, yeah. And that is an NBA player right there. Whoever gets Jaden Ivey, he's gonna be good for the next couple years. I would like him on the Knicks. I think that would be interesting. Because I think that's the one thing. Y'all really don't have a point guard. I, I feel like he could play point guard. guard. I mean, you got the days of uh Pablo Prigioni in the back of my head right oh, now. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and don't for and oh, Jeremy Lin for those two weeks in twenty fourteen. Oh gosh, those and, were and great. This year they got us missing Alfred Payton. Ever Payton, uh, air quotes, took us to the playoffs last year, you know, for a seed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Man, Alfred Payton. That man was putting up Mario Chalmers numbers. <laughs> hey, M- Mario Chalmers I, got two rings, though. You can say what you want. He, he got loved two rings. the heat. He was the star. Him and, him and Norris Cole. That's a, uh, oh, my God. Norris Cole. Yeah. yeah. Nah, that was crazy back in the day. Norris the, had the, some clutch threes, though. Can't deny. He, had some he, did, yeah. he did. He did. He did. He yeah. did have some clutch threes. I like Norris Cole. I like the high top fade. Yeah. Uh, Everybody yeah. loves the Norris Cole <laughs> high top fade. It, it was high nice. Oh, man. Man, no, man, those Miami teams are fun. I don't know. Thinking about those Miami teams compared to the team LeBron has this year, I bet he would kill to get back on that team, man. Lakers just make no sense to me. No, not at all. Palinka made some really interesting moves. And, I mean, I, I'm i jumping ahead, you know, but, like, Russ. Like, that was just, like, why? Just 45 mil and with, with the Wizards. Okay, the Wizards are, you know, they're in the East. The East was still the East last year. wasn't what it is now. So them going to the to the playoff playing play game, right? Yeah? Yeah. Getting to the playing game. Yeah, it's great. Hey. And Brad- made the playoffs and, I mean, lost in the first round, but yeah. nobody expected them to win. No. Bradley, ben Bradley Beal was carrying. He was still over 30 last season, which was great, you know. Um, but uh, it's, it's, again, the East of old that he was in, and now you're with the Lakers where there's it's a pressure cooker. There's no way you're going to be able to have the same insulation when you were in small market OKC or you were in, I hate to say it about the team I love, irrelevant East team with Washington. You That's know? true. So it's just. Yeah, you're in L.A. You got all the lights on. Yeah. You. Uh, L.A. is the, uh, they got to be the most hated yeah. team. At it, least on Twitter. I see, you mm-hmm. know, LaMickey, LaWashed, uh, every other uh, tweet. Uh, yeah. And, of course, Westbrook, you know. Yeah, that's true. No, okay, we can talk about Westbrook. I know we were going to talk about it later, but we can go ahead and talk about it now, honestly. I think that, I don't know, I've seen a lot of stuff, though, like his wife has been coming out saying they've been getting, like, death threats and stuff like that. Which is crazy. Which, that's crazy, because at the end of the day, you got to remember, this is a basketball game. Yep. Like you, let's not take it too seriously. I know that you want the Lakers to win, but y'all, y'all, look, y'all fans have seen plenty of championships. Chill yeah. out, you know. Russell Westbrook hasn't been playing good, but that doesn't mean you can just come after him. These are real people. Yeah. Now, if you want to go on Twitter and call him Westbrook, okay, I'm. Yeah. That's <laughs> fine, right? But coming after his family, yeah. come on now, you're going, you're going too far. Like family's crazy. Westbrook is kind of funny. Westbrook because it just kind of rolls. You know what else is funny? That that like two minute clip from this season of him just shooting it top of the backboard. Okay, yeah, no, that's funny. <laughs> Those are funny. Those never yeah. lose. It. They're coming. Yeah, but but again, I mean, it is a game, and I think what he said uh, was really poignant the other day. Was I mean, it was just that. It was like, look, this is just a game at the end of the day. I, I come here, and, and it was really, it was sad because he was talking about, you know, my son, uh, it was parent-teacher conference, and the teacher said, uh, you know, your, your son is just telling everybody, you know, my last name's Westbrook, Westbrook. And so it hurts when people disrespect my name like that. And from that standpoint, you know, it's just... I really do feel for him, uh, but I just don't think L.A. was the right place. I don't think Big Market was the place for him, uh, honestly. And it's not a, a crack against him. I think it's just he's had a good career, and fans are going to remember him from one from those highlight performances in the small markets that actually got news attention. So when he comes there, oh, you have to play well. And, and of course, he's not going to because he's at the stage of his career. So I think he's going to go to, I don't know, maybe um, – I have no idea. I, have I don't no idea know because I don't know who's going to want him no. because yeah. he's going to have to get traded. He's going to be a, he's going to come off the bench for whoever but he goes to. I, I think he's going to be paid forty seven million next year. Yeah, he's got nobody that nice wants to pay. Yeah. nobody want to no. wants to pay him forty seven million dollars. This this is what I'll say about Russell Westbrook though. I think he's gonna when you look back at it in the history, he's going to be seen as an elite floor raiser. Yeah, if he's on sure. your team, 
you're probably going to at least go to the playoffs, right? If you don't have anybody else. If you have Russell Westbrook yes. and a bunch of he, okay guys, he can, you know, kind of will them to the playoffs. Yeah, he's going to sell tickets. Yeah. Yeah, he like in like last year, he averaged 22 11 and 11. Yeah. That's nothing to scoff at. And we can't pretend like that didn't happen. And that's with no bigs in Washington, you know. Yeah. So exactly. Just, like you said, floor raiser fills whatever role you need him to but when you're with the lakers and, you need and you're with those other stars too when you have lebron and you have yep. i mean ad hasn't really played this season but mostly lebron yeah. likes to have the ball so much too i think that's been the main problem they got to figure that out yep and also he turns it over too much oh yeah well wes is what is he third or fourth in the league for turnovers right now i mean he's uh, he's up there i know it's like four two i want to say give me a second i'll grab that for but it's just uh it's just, yeah, it, it hurts to watch him, and it is sad because, you know, with OKC or with the Rockets or with uh, uh, Washington, it'd be like, oh, he makes a horrible play or he just turns it over, back-to-back possessions, but then he'll go off and he'll have a crazy dunk because no one else is going to do that dunk. But, yeah, at this stage, it's I've, I've no idea who could possibly want him next year. Honestly, it seems like a move that Portland would make. Hey, we got you another star, Dame. Jesus, are you happy? This yeah, is like no, this is like I want now, a star, Grant. and it's no. like we have a star at home. Star at home, Russ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, not. Nah, that, I don't. I don't see any way that. I don't know. That's the problem. I don't know what the team would really want him though. I think that's the main problem. And I, and the Lake the Lakers aren't going to want him back next season. God no. And I don't know. I don't really know what the Lakers can even do. I guess try to make the play in, see if they can make some noise. If AD comes back, you know, I still don't want to play a team with LeBron and Anthony Davis in the first round of the yeah, playoffs, just, just, obviously. Yeah. Just just put put AD's legs in, in casts at this point and let him play on the court. He'll probably stay in games longer, honestly, at this point. I mean, oh, God. If for the Lakers with LeBron, just surround him with some young guys that have some potential, you know? Like you're going like- to what the Warriors are doing right now. Exactly. Even though they're struggling, they got a really yeah. good young core, Wiseman, Moody, um, yeah. Kuminga, and, Poole. And LeBron is a coach. I mean, you put him in there, he's sure he's going to piss some guys off, but, I mean, he is, in my, in my opinion, the greatest of all time for a reason. He is a student of the game. He's doing what he's doing at 37, not because, oh, he's still an incredible physical talent, which he is, but it's how well he knows the game and can break it down and you know just share it with his teammates on the court. I mean, he's... Oh, gosh, just get get him some young guys. Yeah, get I mean, him some young guys. I said the Warriors, but another good example of that is uh, Chris Paul for the Suns. Yes, you know, him kind of or with Thunder when he was there for the year. Yeah, and, and they were saying, "Oh, there's no way the, th- the Thunder are going to do anything." And then Chris Paul took takes the, him to the playoffs. Seven took That's the Rockets to seven games. Yeah, Chris Paul, but yeah, Chris Paul. Um, you know, kind of putting Aiden under his wing. Uh, yeah, kind of uh, lobbying for him to get that big contract. And of course, you got Cam Johnson, Macau Bridges, and how about Cam? Like Cam, just coming out of nowhere. Hey, yeah. The Russell Westbrook's former dance partner yeah. is now putting up better numbers than him. He was out of the league for a yeah, little bit, too, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was out of the league. Yeah. I think he was playing in, like, the G League and stuff bad. for a little bit. He was – and then he kind of got a chance just to play in the bubble yeah. with the Suns. And I think that's really when this all started, when yeah. they went 8-0 in the bubble. Yep. That's when you yep, were like, for sure. okay, for sure. maybe There's they've something, got there something. Might something. There might be yeah. something there. Yeah. And then they came back. They added Chris Paul, which I think that was a really good move. Uh, Monty Williams is a great coach. Uh, I think he should win Coach of the Year this year. Yeah. They've been playing amazing. But, yeah, I don't know. I think Cam Johnson, campaign, those guys, those two guys have been really important. Uh, we talked about Cam Johnson where he had, I think, 21 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, mm-hmm. 38 for the game, 21 Yeah, the it's, like, it's stuff like that, which is when there's no Chris Paul, there's no Devin Booker, yeah. they're still able to beat. You know, the Knicks aren't a great team, obviously, but they're not just a – 
pushover. You know, no. they, they'll they've won some games. They've beat some good teams. They've got they have solid players. They just I don't know. The fit doesn't really work. I yeah. mean, if 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 you guys played a team of referees, Julius Randall would go off. Hey, he had 46 uh, a few nights ago. He did. Yeah, that was another performance that I was going to talk about a little bit. It was kind of crazy, <laughs> but pe- pe- people are hating. It's <laughs> not much to talk about. Yeah. Okay. They're hating on him a little too much. Like, uh, the, uh, he's just, I don't know. I think this is, again, being victim of a big market. You're going to yes, get a lot more criticism because he's playing, I would argue, maybe a little bit better than last year. Start of the season, not at all. Yeah. But I mean, he's found his groove since the All Star break and he's yeah. just going. He's ha- He is having a good stretch that you can. Um, Put up against his numbers last year, but uh, it's just the team record, really, because we were a four seed, and it felt like the roster got better um, this year. Because like, uh, we felt like Alfred Payton was a negative for the team; he was the starting point guard. Oh, we get Kemba to pair with uh, um, Derrick Rose. Yeah. We get Fournier. Oh, you know, we might have something here with yeah. Fournier can create off the bounce. Yeah. Same with Kemba. That's what we were missing. Uh, no, I think it's too tank. many people that want to shoot it. I like Kemba, but as far as point guard goes, he's more on the shooting end than the passing end. Like, I mean, yeah. he can distribute for sure, no doubt. I love Kemba, but um, I just did not fit from day one. They need somebody who goes in there and is like a like a Tony Parker at the end stage with the Spurs just dishing it around. You know, he's not going to make mm-hmm. any crazy breaks for the basket. Um, just, I, I mean, honestly, I think <laughs> if they had Patty Mills, I think that'd be a that'd be a great galvanizing force. You just need someone to be the glue on that offense because, like you said, the roster got better, but it's just they're and we said it earlier, we're, they're just missing a point guard right now. And that other, yeah. you put that in, you're good. And you said Kemba was a more of a scorer than a passer. That's true. And he's and not I'm, even shooting well this year either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's maybe six foot on a yeah. standing on all his money. Oh yeah, his de- yeah his <laughs> defense is not. It's not good, Cause that, especially not at this stage of his career. Let's no. not talk about the Knicks for too long, but Alfred Payne was like 6'4". He, he was pretty good at defense, and we were like top five defensive team all year. He was good defender. Trey Young yeah. came in town, yeah. of course. but That's true. No, but another team that I would say their defense has been bad lately is the Golden State Warriors because they're missing they're Draymond Green. Their captain. Their vocal yeah. leader. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the only person that can stop Steven Adams from making those passes, you know, just <laughs> kick him. Yeah, yeah, he's the best trash dog in the league, yeah. too. I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't know. So the Warriors over their last 10 games are 3-7. and seven. They've been sliding. The Grizzlies have moved up into the two seed for now. They're half a game ahead of the Warriors. So that's going to be interesting to see because we got about 15, 16 games left. Who's going to get that two seed? I think the Warriors do have a little bit of a more difficult schedule just yeah. because the Grizzlies schedule at the beginning of the season was super hard, and now they're kind of getting some, you know, not as great teams. I I know I think they're playing uh, the Knicks this weekend, which that'll be interesting, and then they play the Thunder after that. So those are two teams that I think they should beat, yeah. and it's one of most those kind of things. Whereas the Warriors, I mean, they just play. I know they played the Clippers last night. They're not a great team, yeah. But they've got the Nuggets and the Bucks coming up in their next two games, so it doesn't get any easier for them. Jokic is going to eat them alive. No, That's the Jokic thing. They don't have anybody alive. on the interior. Looney, like they yeah. need Wiseman bad. Yeah. That's just like when when you're playing like pickup basketball as a kid, and you toss it to the tall guy, and mm. he's got a good touch in the paint, and you did other teams just like. Five feet and below. I mean, it's just you're gonna. You're yeah, gonna crush. I love I love that little like slingshot yeah. fadeaway, and then For just sure. like, the the sling passes around like five people. Yeah, yeah, and also uh, not to go back to the Knicks, but that game Memphis versus New York, that's gonna be really good. Just like even if even if Memphis steamrolls them, it's gonna be Julius versus Jaren. I'm really excited to see that matchup. Yeah. That and is uh, interesting. That's an interesting matchup for sure. Also, yeah. another story: second overall pick versus third overall pick. You know. 
Okay, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. RJ versus there. Ja. There's a little bit of something there. I still think the biggest thing is going to continue to be Ja and Zion yeah. to kind of like <laughs> compare the two of them. But I like the Ja and RJ comparison too. RJ's been playing really good this year, but it's going to be interesting. But I think that kind of just for the playoffs, I don't know. Are you guys worried about the Warriors? Yeah, because, I mean, they're going to be getting, I don't want to say getting healthy at the right time because what, what do we know about the rest of the roster? Um, Wiseman comes back late, late, late this season, right? Or is he done for the whole year? Because I, I mean, they've been saying that he was going to come back He's for months. But that was though. a while, yeah. I believe he's going to play some G League games, actually, okay. this week or next week. So he's going to be back See, that by could, April. That, that could be interesting, or it could be like Boogie Cousins once the playoffs hit for the Warriors and he did nothing. True. Um, I think... Um, I don't know. I think the Warriors, just because Draymond's out there, they're at least at least getting through the first round. Depending who they get the second round, definitely could make it through that as well. Uh, but I think you give a team like say 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 it's the Nuggets. Honestly, say it's the Nuggets yep. in the in the first round. Like that's a matchup that could happen right there. That's a yeah. matchup that could go down. If that happens, I give it to the Nuggets. I really do. Man, that'll be interesting. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be, be interesting. If, it, it matters if is Jamal going to be back. They're saying he might come back. Yeah. MPJ might be coming back. Yeah. That's not an easy matchup for yeah. the Warriors when they have like no interior yeah. defense. Uh-huh. That's the one thing. That's why I think the Grizzlies are a bad matchup for them too because they score so much in the paint and the Warriors don't have a paint presence that can really stop a guy like Ja Morant from wanting to go in the paint and score yeah. at will. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm a little bit worried about him. Obviously, getting Draymond Green is going to help a lot. It's going to fix a lot on defense. It's going to fix a lot on offense because he runs everything. Whereas Steph is the best player on the team, but it seems like Draymond might be the most important to what the team does in general. For sure. So getting him back is definitely going to be good for them. But I'm I'm still worried just because... Even the guys that have been coming off the bench haven't looked as good as they have in the past. Like earlier in the season, even guys like Nemanja Bietza was playing good, but now he's not playing great. I think uh, Gary Payton the second he's still playing good defense, but he hasn't been scoring as much in the past few yeah. games. And then Jordan Poole had has had some problems with trying to adjust to the bench role. It's like all of this little stuff that you know they're gonna have to figure out over the next. 10 to 15 games going into the postseason but i don't know if that's enough time to get it all figured out yeah i i think it's it's going to be really interesting for sure but hey don't worry they've got they've got all-star andrew wiggins averaging uh. 17 for a game um i'm still i'm still salty about him making the all-stars i like him but just uh, if andrew wiggins is an all-star then desmond bain should have been an all-star too <laughs> i mean with how andrew wiggins has been playing yeah recently, uh, you can almost take that away yeah no you you really could and should um but yeah i mean the warriors you could bring up a really good point can they figure it out with just these few games left in the regular season i think i mean it's going to be hard depends on how much of an impact draymond is obviously obviously he'll be huge but is it going to be meaningful against the teams who are going to be in the playoffs because it's one thing when you're at the end of the regular season teams are trying to stay healthy but then once that postseason kicks up Maybe the coach has got something he's been holding on to, like, hey, we're going to roll this out in the playoffs. I mean, I, I don't know. I think um, the Warriors could be a surprise first round of limb. There's definitely a possibility. Yeah. Uh, but there's also, again, the chance that they just run the gaunt- run the gauntlet and hey, go all the way. Clay's I mean, got to get going. I mean, he's – I like Clay, but I think he's just going to be like Ray Allen at the end of his career yeah. for teams. That's, that's what he is. Well, 
I think maybe for this season, I think that there, there's a difference when you get an off season where you can work on basketball instead of but, working on rehabbing. Yeah, that that can change like back a lot. To back years though. Yeah, I know that's the yeah. problem. Like it's it's tough. It's going to be tough. I don't know yeah. if he's ever going to be back to the player he once was. Yeah, but I still think that he's probably maybe next season he's going to be able to give you a little bit more if he has this all if he can work on this off season work on basketball work on getting his yeah. legs back under him a yeah. little bit more. Instead of only trying to rehab, I think there's a big difference. I think people kind of underestimate that a little bit. No, for sure. And I'm just the thing I'm thinking of is Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward was on this massive upward trajectory. He was an NBA darling, you know. And then early on with the Celtics, I mean, knee injury and that. That's just one. Yeah. That's just one knee injury. I mean, he had he put up some good numbers last year with the Hornets, um, but he's not at all the same player. And I mean, I there again. The, those were com- two completely different players. Uh, Clay Thompson is just—I mean, he was a baller, uh, but I just—I really—I—I—I I, I don't see him doing more than what and he's doing right now. In the Warriors' actions, they tell you that they—they they at least thought he was ready. Um, yeah, they threw him in the starting lineup immediately. His minutes are—they're up now. You know, he had that restriction for a little bit last night. He played um, thirty-four. You know, I'm mm-hmm. looking at right here. Yeah, but you know, with him coming back, you pulled. Jo- um, took Jordan Poole out of the starting lineup and that kind of I guess maybe messed up his confidence he's not playing as well and yeah that was when they were top of the top two in the yeah that's true well you got to think about it like this though is when you're playing in the starting lineup and Steph Curry is the other guard he just takes so much of a the attention that yeah. you get wide open shots yeah and i think that was kind of what was going on with pool is he was getting wide open shots but now when you're on the bench unit with you're the, the best guy on the bench unit <laughs> yeah. they're putting all their defense towards you yep. it's, it's like a different story now obviously you're still going against like the backup players yeah so it might be a little bit easier but if you're getting all the attention and you're getting double teams a little bit with the bench unit yeah. it's a lot different than playing with steph curry where he draws three and four defenders Gary sometimes yep. not doing that so uh, that's or true Chioza, right? oh yeah chris chios is not doing that uh nemanja Bisa is not doing that he's not garnering all that attention but obviously that's the team that i don't know i think that they could still end up with the two seed it's going to be difficult just because they have a tough schedule don't know when draymond's coming back on the other end I think that the Grizzlies, even though they have dropped a couple of bad games, they they dropped a game to the Rockets, yeah. which that was horrible, right? Kevin then, Porter Jr. He yeah, shaved his head and then Kevin Porter Jr. literally hates the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> it's it <was> insane. <laughs> I've never seen him play like that before. Yeah. I was like, dude, are we sure this isn't like Kevin Durant? Like, who is this? Yep. I was like, Kevin Porter Jr. or Kevin Durant? Which one is it? I don't know, but. Then they, they bounced back, had a good game against the Pelicans on TNT last night. Yep. But I think that they're on the upward trajectory on the season while it's the Warriors are kind of going down at yeah. this point. Now, obviously, I think I don't think either one of them is going to be able to catch the Suns for the first seed. No. Even even without even if Devin Booker misses a couple more games in the COVID protocol, they're still winning games without him. And I think they still have an eight game lead over the two seed right now. Yeah. So I don't think anybody's catching the Suns. It's really yeah, just between the two of them for the two seed. But I feel like the Grizzlies are on the right trajectory. You know, they've had a couple guys that have started to get hot a little bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jaws getting hot. Uh, Bane is kind of getting out of a slump. He had a slump go yep. coming out of the All Star break, but he's getting out of it. And the biggest thing is that Dylan Brooks has only played like twenty games all season. Yep. He's going to be coming back this week, so I think that's going to be interesting to see how they do for the rest of the season. I think they could end up with the two seed very easily. No, for sure. I mean, that's not it's not far fetched at all. Nor is it just uh, 
again, just luck that they fell into the second seed. I mean, they had, an, like you said, Bryson, they had an incredibly difficult schedule early on in the year. They survived it, and they're thriving now. And also a team that I always joke or joke about because I, I – I, I don't love them, and I, I said they would do terribly this year, but Utah. I think Utah is a better team than Golden State right now. I think Utah is more consistent, um, and I honestly think Donovan Mitchell could be a, a nightmare for Steph Curry in the playoffs. Uh, just put him on there, and, I mean, the spider is going to give you headaches. Um, I really think I think Utah is a better team. I think Utah takes a three. I think Warriors fall to four. Um, I think the I think the Mavericks are definitely in the two because I mean Doncic is Doncic. Yeah, he's he's, he's incredible. Um, Doncic is a real thing, and you, yeah. you brought up a good point with uh, Donovan Mitchell. I don't think it gets talked about enough how well he's played in the playoffs. He's a stud. Yeah, yeah. You he's remember amazing. like them him and Jamal Murray trading forty point games back Whew. in the bu- 40, yeah. 50 point games back in the bubble and high. The bubble was just wonky. There is so much going true, on. True, but, but I mean, it, yeah, you can't just discount it. Obviously, but Mitchell's um, he, he's still done stuff like that in the mm-hmm. playoffs, averaging at least thirty plus. Yeah. Oh no, trust me. I saw I mean the Grizzlies right. played him in the yeah. playoffs last season and I went to game 3 and it was Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley were just hitting everything. It yeah. was insane. So Donovan Mitchell, yeah, playoff Donovan Mitchell is definitely different. I don't know. I still I just can't I can't trust the Jazz after what they've oh, shown the last yeah, couple of years. Definitely. Absolutely, but again at the same time I just think that's fuel to the fire. I mean, how often do we hear about Donovan Mitchell or the Jazz in the news? Never. No. They're a good team. I think Donovan Mitchell, he's just, he reminds me kind of like a dame, just a consummate professional, a really good leader, and he internalizes a lot of that stuff and then throws it on the court. Um, yeah. And I think we're going to see a revenge tour quite possibly in this postseason. I, I think for, for me personally, my dark horse team for the playoffs, Utah. Utah um, okay. And again, I've been memeing them all year, but I really think that they have a chance to just turn the corner and run away. But right now, they play Dallas in the first round. I just I don't see it happening. It'd be it would be hard for sure. That's not a favorable matchup. But I think I don't know. I think I think if things go the right way for Utah, they could they could they could find a way to go the distance. Yeah, and that um, Spencer Dinwiddie's actually been balling a little bit for the yeah Mavericks. yeah. It, it was he's been playing really well. I think he had a, a thirty point game, and he's been averaging over twenty points a game since he got there, which is just because he's not in Washington anymore. He's happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. And I think yeah. you can also kind of point to that. I mean, there's nobody on Washington's team right now no. that garners the amount of attention that Luka Doncic does. It's the same thing we were just talking about Jordan Poole. Yeah. Yeah. You go out there and you're playing with Luka, everybody's like, hey, we gotta stop Luka. It's yep. like, well, I'm still, I'm Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. You know, I can score a little yeah. bit. I can, If you leave me open and you're focused on Luka only, yeah. and Luka's a great passer. I yeah. think some people I mean, obviously the stats are there, but I don't think people give Luca the amount of credit he deserves as a passer yeah. and being able to make his teammates better. Yeah, because he definitely makes his teammates better. Yeah, you've seen it in the playoffs before, where he had teams where they shouldn't even have been on the same level as the Clippers. Yeah, that in the bubble really that like they were not even close to the same level as that Clippers team. But Luca willed them to yeah, last year too the, yeah. to Game Seven and last year too, which last year was a little bit different. But still, he willed them to a seven-game series. Now, he couldn't get there, uh, kind of like the Jerry West with the Celtics thing, where he willed them yeah. to the finals every year, but they couldn't beat Bill Russell. Yeah. It's one of those things where you still got to give him credit for it, but at the end of the day, he couldn't get it done. Yeah, I think that this year is going to be different. I think they're going to win their first-round playoff series. Yep. I, think they could beat, I, think they, I think they'll beat Utah if they yeah. play Utah. No, I, I agree with that. 
I agree with that. But I just think that other teams, Utah's got a good chance against. And I, I've got to ask this about Luka. Um, obviously, for the Suns, uh, DeAndre fits the game plan perfectly. You know, So I'm not going to say, do they regret not taking Luka? But, I mean, Sacramento. I feel like Sacramento being the dumpster fire team that they are, um, even Luka. I think he could have. I think he could have turned them. Or actually, I think Luca is the one guy that could have turned them around because he can do everything. And it's just. I mean, I, I don't want to hate on Marvin Bagley the third. He's been decent with the Pistons. Yeah, you know, it's not a second overall pick. No, God, no. Um, He's not Luca. No, that's the problem. And, and Luca's averaging twenty-seven, nine, and nine yeah. or something stupid and like then that. They finally get a pick, right? You know, they have a terrible history of first-round picks. Yep. guys. I mean, you said. Um, Bagley and you got guys like Nick Stauskas, Ben McLemore. They, they finally get the guy like Tyrese Halliburton, and then they decide they don't want him. They're like, oh, you know, you turned out a little bit too good. We're supposed to be poverty. Let's and he wanted to be. Uh, he wanted. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. And they and he wanted to be there yeah. too. He wasn't dogging him or anything. He's he, like, it's not like he was some toxic personality. No, I've never seen great. anything negative. I, I saw an interview with them talking about the trade, and he was just he was just like a nice young kid who's yeah. new in the league, really respectful, just a good guy. Someone I would want to build my team around someone that you can have there for a decade plus like a like a reggie miller you know he like fans love him and it's just i mean he doesn't have the same trash talk reggie miller has i don't want to get that confused at all but i mean just i don't understand but that's enough about an irrelevant team like you said their poverty um but yeah dallas is i'd love to see them do well in the postseason because luke is amazing i'd love to see him get a ring um but i'm kind of feeling like it might be a Giannis antenna situation where there's a couple seasons there where he's so undeniably incredibly good but he just can't get the rank because he doesn't have the supporting cast well yeah i mean i feel like every nobody has really ever i mean besides magic johnson but that's just because he got thrown into he had kareem on his team as soon as he came into and then the james league. worthy shortly there yeah after. exactly yeah. like that that doesn't happen you no. rarely see a guy just come into the league and start winning championships yep. it took lebron some time it took jordan some time to even get out of the first round yeah mm-hmm. before they got scotty pippen yeah. and then he became you know the greatest of all time and all this with six championships but people forget like it took him a minute to get there he couldn't get past the bad boys for a couple years yeah and you look at Giannis he couldn't you know they lost to the heat in the bubble uh I know they lost to the Raptors Raptors the year before so they kind of took their licks too like you is you're not just gonna walk in and go to the finals which is another reason why when you look at the teams this year I think a team like the Suns is even scarier yeah because now they've they've been there they know how to get to the yep. finals, and they know what it's like to lose when you get there. Yep. And I think if they get there again, I don't, I don't think they're losing. I think they're, I think they're winning it all this year. I mean, they're, they're, they're. Chris Paul, like you said, you know that team for one, they they remember that feeling of losing, and it hurts. But Chris Paul, his whole career has wanted the opportunity for for success. You know, he's been snake bitten around every single corner. Yep. The Lakers, that the only trade to ever be vetoed in NBA history, crazy, <laughs> crazy. And then the Clippers just can't get past the second round, just can't do it. And now, you know, goes finally with the Suns, and they get and they get beat when they're up three two. He had I, that shoulder thing yeah. too. Yeah, and he and he was incredible in that last game. Like I remember that last stretch of minutes, the game was already kind of lost, but he was going. Uh, they just they there was just nothing you could do about Giannis. Giannis yeah. made a decision that he yeah. was going to win that game yeah. in front of his fans. Yep. And once he made that decision, there's nothing they could do about it. Yeah. But I think this year, I, they're my pick to win the championship at yep. this point. Yep. Just because I think if Chris Chris Paul is going to come back and he's going to be rested. Yes. That's going to be the big yes. thing. Is he, even though he's had a thumb injury, which is one of those things where I think that if the playoffs started tomorrow, Chris Paul would play. 
it's one of those things. Yeah. But we have a eight. It's like ah, oh, we have an eight game lead on the two seed. Yeah. Let's kind of get the one seed. Let's let him rest yep. a little yeah. bit. He's yep. almost forty years old. <laughs> With his super terrible um, playoff injury. Yeah. Luck. Exactly, and, and I think if he comes him. back rested, I, I mean Devin Booker has COVID right now, but yeah. he's gonna he's I think he'll come he's back. back. He's back. Oh, yeah. he came back already. Um, uh, if it wasn't last night, it's the next game. It's okay, it's well that's good. That's good yeah. for them too. Which I, I think it's actually gonna be good for him to play some point guard. Yep. I think that's gonna get him in a better rhythm, and it's gonna get you know everybody in a better rhythm. It's one of those things where I go back to looking at when Ja went out. Everybody talks about how the Grizzlies went ten and two without him, but then they inserted Ja back into the lineup, and they went on an eleven game winning streak. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you lose the guy who's kind of like the engine in your team. Yep. If you can find ways to win, other guys kind of get hot. Jay Crowder's been playing well. We talked about Cam Johnson already. They just got campaign back. Aaron Holiday's playing good point guard. Yep. At, from, like, um, they've boy. got a they've got a lot of guys yeah. that have been playing really well for them. Uh, and even a guy like DeAndre Ayton, who just had a 30-point game against the Bucks on ABC a couple of nights ago. Yep. So they're all playing well, and I think they're going to add Chris Paul. Chris Paul isn't the player where adding him to your team is going to mess up the chemistry no. at all. He can do anything. I mean, if he, yeah, crazy. if he did not have arms or legs, he would find a way to still have 10 assists per game. Like the, man <laughs> is, the man is incredible, and I think... I mean, you said thumb injury, and I swear, I swear there was an echo in the room because every time he said that, like the reverberation was uh, load management. That's what I heard. Like every time, I don't know, yep. I don't know what it was, but yeah, he's, um, it. he's he's going to be popping off. Like I feel really, really badly for the self esteem of whatever team they play in the first round because that's going to be a four zero sweep. I'm just yeah, it's it's yeah. Could I mean, there's will be the Lakers. We'll see. Oh, oh yeah, no. Oh, that that is another thing I did want to talk about. Talking about who. So we, we yeah, playing implications. I know we talked about who's the number one seed in the West, and you know, looking at the East, we got right now it would be Miami and Philadelphia. But it's going to be interesting to yeah. see who they end up playing. So if you look at the play-in now, the first game in the West would be Minnesota versus the Clippers, yep. and the nine ten game would be uh, the Lakers and the Pelicans. Which the Pelicans, I don't know, they scare me a little bit. They have to, yeah. I think that they they're a team that is a dark horse to get out of the play in. Yeah. Now I don't now they would have to play the Suns first round and I think they would obviously lose. Yeah. But CJ McCollum being added there is he's been playing really well. We'll see what happens. Maybe Zion can play. Ingram, I, I doubt I mean, it, but Ingram's yeah, just, yeah, Brandon Ingram's been find awesome where too. Zion is. I think he's back in New Orleans now. Oh, okay. he, I think he's back in New Orleans he now. He was chilling in Portland for a little bit. No, I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter. Uh, he was, like, at a church in New Orleans over the weekend and taking pictures with people and stuff like that. That's good. Hopefully was, he's got his mind right. And yeah, I hope so. Was he trying to save his relationship team? with C.J. McCollum? Was that what he was praying for? Was Not that, just uh, C.J. McCollum. Yeah. The whole organization. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, but, yeah, God. no, C.J. McCollum last night against the Grizzlies. Well, C.J. McCollum, he's another player on my list of <laughs> players that hate the Grizzlies. <laughs> Uh, he, he he's on that list. Yeah. He I think he had like twenty five in the first half. It was one of those things where he was like their only office. He was the only reason they were in the game. They kind of shut him down in the second half. He only finished yeah. with like thirty two, and that's why they ended up losing. But adding that guy to a young core, I think that's you huge. know adding a veteran huge who's been to the playoffs before, has played against guys like LeBron yep. in the playoffs and stuff like that, and knows what it takes to win a playoff series. I think that's going to help them. I think it's going to help them in the play-in. Yeah. 
but I don't know the the I love to play and I don't know how do you guys feel about the play and I like it I, it, I think it's I think it it's makes fun. things way more interesting mm-hmm. for sure I mean the games we got last year Grizzlies Spurs wasn't too good you know but then you had Grizzlies Warriors really good uh, and then the Lake, Lakers, Lakers and Warriors, Warriors was too, good yeah. too yeah yeah and LeBron saw three rims. <laughs> Yeah, he shot at the middle one. Yeah. yeah. And then in the East, see, the thing about the East that's going to be really interesting is the fact that you have Atlanta and Brooklyn would both be in the play-in as of right now. The, I don't know. Yeah, it does, I don't know if Brooklyn's going to be able to get out of the play-in. They just really? – just because – I mean, I think they'll get out of the play-in if you put them in there. I don't think they're going to be able to get out of the play-in range before the end oh, of the okay. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> I realized that sounded well, wrong. The, the, I think they'll yeah. get out of the play in they if they should, make they it. Should. The Cavs right now, though, they're four and six. They've won two in a row, but I mean, Jarrett Allen possibly out for the rest of the year, or is he officially out for the rest of the year? I don't know. I think they said he's out indefinitely. Okay, that so, usually so that well, usually means he's out for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that right there, they could foreseeably go on a losing streak. Is that enough for Brooklyn to usurp them? I don't know. Um, but I mean, this plan in the East is really interesting. I couldn't care less about Toronto, uh, but obviously Brooklyn's Brooklyn, and then Charlotte Lamelo is is real. Um, I mean, people figured that out rookie season. He's, he's real. real. He, he needs some time. Yeah, though. he does. And then uh, the Hawks are just kind of confusing. Uh, they've got a lot. I think I think honestly, they just need a veteran presence on there uh, because they've got incredible young talent. Maybe before the trade deadline, like the deepest roster as far as untapped talent in the league. Yeah. Um, they. I just, I don't know. I think I'd like to see the Hawks do something, but I I think the Hornets and uh, the Nets are the teams that are going to come out of the plan. See, I think that a Hornets versus Hawks game would be really exciting. Oh, amazing. I would would like to see Trey versus LaMelo. Sure. One game for your life, you know, for for the life of your season. Yeah. That would be awesome to see. I think that's the thing that I like the most about the play-in, though, is that you get to see guys in more of like a March Madness it's a game type? Seven, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like a game seven right off the rip yep. for your season. Yep. I mean, I guess the seven eight game isn't really like a game seven; it's more like a game six, I guess. But still, that nine ten game is intense for sure, for sure. And you you're not too um, like worried about the Raptors or anything. But Nick Nurse, he needs to win one game. Yeah, I think he can get it. no, he's a great coach. But uh, first round, they were going to play some. Miami, Philly, Milwaukee—they're not gonna do much, but it's pretty impressive that they're here. I'd say. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen in the playing in the East, but whatever happens, I really hope the Nets end up playing the 76ers <laughs> in the Please. first round. Yeah, because that's another thing I want to talk about. That's gonna be the big game tomorrow. Grudge match. Ben Simmons is not gonna play. Obvious. Well, I mean, I guess that's not really a surprise at this point. Yeah. But Ben Simmons is not gonna play. But you're still going to have Kyrie versus Harden and KD after they just left. Uh, That Philadelphia crowd is going to be going crazy, even if Ben Simmons isn't suiting up. Yeah. I think, and another thing is there's no other games on at that time. It's That's the only game. Everybody's going to be watching it. It, It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I'm I'm excited. It's funny how it's flipped, too, because... Like, back... It feels like 10 years ago, but back when the uh, Nets were led by... D'Lo, Dinwiddie, mm-hmm. Levert, I forget who else, but that was the core three. And you had Jared Dudley and Simmons going at it in the playoffs, oh, yeah. and the Nets fans hated Ben Simmons, and now it's just it's reversed. That is, yeah, that, that's actually pretty funny. I didn't even think about that. That that was what, that was before. See, I really think, I mean, obviously, if you have a chance to get KD and Kyrie, you have to do it. But I really wish we got to see what could have happened with that young Nets team. That mm. team was so fun. They had the whole... um 
Playboy Cardi little dance that oh, everybody yeah, was mean, doing. It was yeah. all over the internet. And Karis Levert, I, I feel kind of bad for Karis because I feel like if he was with a different team um, other than Indiana, just a picture of mediocrity right now, uh, I think he could have been he could have been a fringe all-star because he was sort of, I mean, I don't want to say he was a fringe all-star with Brooklyn, but he's putting up some points. You know, I think he put him in the right situation, like Celtics being the third option there. That'd be awesome. I mean, he just, I, I think, I don't know. I feel like his career could have, could have gone a little higher than it did. How Not that it's over. But. How do you think you'd be on the Cavs? Oh, that's a really good look. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, because te- yeah. recently he actually was traded yeah. the Cavs. No, I know, but I mean, oh. like, I just mean like long-term, I think it's a, like a really good look if they, yeah. if they hold on to him, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. He's hurt right now, so they got Allen and Levert out. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I mean, yeah. if you add those two guys, I do want to talk about the Cavs, too, just a little bit. I think that I see them as the Eastern Conference's Grizzlies, as that young team that really yeah. has a chance to last take year. the next. Yeah, like last yeah. year. Okay. That, not yeah. this year. Now, I don't know if they're going to be as good this year as the Grizzlies, or next year as the Grizzlies have been this year. Yeah. But they kind of have that same feel as that Grizzlies team last year. For sure. Whereas, I don't know if they're going to win a first-round series. They probably won't just because they're going to end up playing Milwaukee. I don't think they can beat Milwaukee. But it's going to be one of those things where even if they lose in five or six games, every game is going to be competitive. Yeah. And I think that experience is going to be important because I think that's what was really important for the Grizzlies, too, is – they played in a playoff series. They knew what a playoff series was like last year, and they knew what it's like losing in the playoffs. That hurts, and you can yeah. tell this year they don't. They're like, we're not, we're not doing that this year. We're yeah. not doing it again. And I think that's what the Cavs need. I think they need. They're gonna have to take their licks just like everybody else. They're gonna have to lose probably this year to a team that's better, but. Those guys are all young. Mm-hmm. Darius Garland is young. He yep. was drafted the same year as Ja. Obviously, Evan Mobley just is a rookie. He's probably going to be rookie of the year, honestly. Yeah. It's gonna, I think it's between him and maybe Josh Giddy, uh, Scotty Barnes. Those are probably the three guys, I would think. And Cunningham. Cunningham's yep. come on late. But he missed a lot of the early True. part of the season, so I don't know how it's going to really work. It'd probably be Mobley. But um, they, they run a really unique, unique lineup, too. You got... We got Garland, Okoro, yep. and Markinen at the three. He's about what seven feet. Yeah, he, so yeah. They, they run three seven footers. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like a two K my team lineup. <laughs> yeah, but it works just because Markinen can kind of handle the ball a little bit. He can yep. shoot the three. That's the only way it works. But it is weird. I remember we played them the first game of the season. The Grizzlies did. And seeing those three seven footers out the there, trees, it was like, dude, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say this is like the eighties when they just had a bunch of big men out there, but it's not even yeah. like the they didn't even run three big men in the eighties. No, and I, I think we've got to shout out the guy who could very realistically win Coach of the Year, JB Bickerstaff. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Cavs are another one of those franchises where traditionally, you know, they're poverty when LeBron's not there. Uh, granted, early nineties with uh, Mark Price and uh, uh, Doty. Um, or Doherty, but uh, I mean, this is a team that coming off uh, John Beeline uh, or Beeline, however you say his name. I mean, the man called his own players thugs. That was weird. That which, was, yeah, I mean that. Never see that. It's a franchise that I just felt like was well. I mean, that's the most Cavs thing ever. And then they bring in JB Bickerstaff, and he's putting together this Frankenstein lineup, which again, like you said, two K lineup. Mm-hmm. Where where else would this work? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Bickerstaff has got a Cavs team that's going to be competitive in the East for the foreseeable future. I think they finally have a presence there that is just solid and steady. Because even when LeBron was there, they just switched through coaches. And the only one they had for an extended period was Mike Brown. And that's just because LeBron was there when Mike Brown was there. That's why Mike Brown was good. 
Um, so I think the Cavs are, I think they're flipping the script on their entire organization. Yeah, and the beeline thing wasn't the only locker room thing. You had J.R. Smith throwing soup at coaches, and then Kevin Porter with his outburst that ended up getting him traded to the Rockets. But yeah, let's not forget about Colin Saxton too, who's been injured. I feel like a lot of people. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, th- I think because Garland has played right. so well, people have forget about Sexton. Garland. But <sighs> what a beast! Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he just had. Off yeah, he had a he had a forty. That's what I'm saying. I literally think <laughs> I think we might have more people in the NBA now that could get forty. Yeah. than ever before. Well, I think it's a combination of two things. Person, I think it's one, guys can't hit each other like they used to in the '90s and beforehand. Um, and two, I mean, the talent just keeps going up. You know, they yeah. keep getting better and better. And you have that spacing. plus the spacing, and people are going to go off. I mean, I I think what Charles Oakley said is absurd about Giannis. That whole oh. he he wouldn't have been a sixth man back in the. I mean, that's just that's 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 revisionist history. Just man. look yeah. at just look at Giannis. Yeah, I, yeah Did you I, hear what Isaiah Thomas said about that? What he I said, say punk him. Yeah, like Isaiah <laughs> Thomas was like, dude. Giannis will punk all y'all the same way he's punking guys now. Yeah. He's seven feet tall. And he can handle the ball. Yeah. And it's like he would have been dominant yeah. in the 90s. And just like he is now. And he's someone who I feel like you could mirror. You know, you look at LeBron. LeBron came to the league in uh, the season where he was really getting MVP talk. It was one of Steve, it was Steve Nash's first MVP, I think. And that was the year that Kobe should have won. Uh, but LeBron was averaging like 32 a game. And it was mostly coming from like layups and dunks and just short shots. He has developed his game so much where he had that 56 game. He was just dropping shots. Giannis, similarly, people were like, oh, he can't shoot the three. You leave him open, you challenge him. He's going to make it, you know? Yeah. Like Giannis, a couple times at least. A couple times at least. Yeah. But I think I think Giannis is going to have a really long and successful career like like LeBron, you know? Um, and it's these guys that want to learn, that go into the gym and say, I'm going to figure this out, that yeah. make it. And that's why Ben Simmons is going to be out next year. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. He, but he doesn't have the right mentality for the league. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Just look at his body transformation from his first year. He, he was like a kid. He was a, he was a, he was 18 yeah. when he got yeah. drafted. Yeah. 18, he would he ran to one of the games one time because he didn't have a car or yeah. something. And now, you know, two MVPs, finals MVP, and a shot at another one this year. Yep. And I think, honestly, possibly defensive player of the year this year. He deserves it. He's, I mean, he deserves it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. There, there's a couple guys. It's between him. You want to uh, say, just say it. Just I'm going to say Jaren. <sighs> he leads, he leads He's the missed league. No, yeah. he has, mean, they miss comparable games. Okay. They miss comparable games. Jaren has missed like two games this season. He wasn't he out early though. No, that was last year. That was he last year. Out. Okay. okay. No, he yeah. really, he's, he hasn't missed that many games this year. That's the thing. I don't know. I just think it's because he, I know that defense is so much more than blocks. Yeah. Right. But I'll I'll keep it at this. Jaron's going to be first team all defense. He'll be first team all defense, sure. But I mean, like Giannis. Defensive player of the year. I don't know. I think it's probably going to end up being Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not, I don't think Giannis is going to win MVP this year because it's going to be um, recency bias to a certain degree. And also, I mean, there are some other worthy candidates out there. And because of that, he's going to get deep player. Yeah. I'm just glad that they're not going to give it to freaking Rudy Gobert anymore. Dude has like 15 defensive player of the years. Like we get it. Yeah, he yeah. can play defense. Can we? <laughs> I think which that might be a problem because I guess if he's the best defender every year, he should get it every year. LeBron. Kind of, but it's okay, like you know. when you look at the way they do LeBron for MVP, LeBron should have 10 MVPs if that's how it it's works. so dirty. Well, you got the smart small market thing again. Nobody watches their games in the regular season. And then we all see like the playoff games, standalone TV yeah. games, only game other time. They, he was getting exposed by Terrence Mann. So, you know, that really helped people clown clown on him. Yeah, I don't think that's the difference. Included. I think that's the difference between Giannis and even a guy like Jaron is that they can actually guard people on the perimeter yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Now, I will give Gobert some credit. 
he's gotten better. I've seen a couple times where he had to go out and guard Luca in the last couple weeks, and he held his own. And Luca, you know, yeah. I think Luca after the game said he thought he got fouled, but of course everybody always <laughs> thinks they get fouled. Yeah, but it's one of those things where he's gotten better. I'll give him credit for that. But I don't know. I really want to say Jaron should we win Defensive Player of the Year. I think it's going to end up being Giannis. But just the fact that my 22 year old power forward yeah. is in oh, it's great. the conversation for that it's is how old I am. <laughs> I'm not in the NBA. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, uh, I was going to have a question for both of you, actually. Yeah. Um, I think Bam, I think he's a. He's top three, top two defense play, player. In the, he's not going to win it. Obviously, he's missed. Like, I, that's the only thing is just because he's but, missed too many yeah. games. But think, he's he's up there. Do yeah. you think Jaren's better defender than Bam? I mean, depends where. I feel like as far as utility and versatility, I want to give it to Jaren a little bit. He does over, have the but, but Bam is Bam a, is. I love that. I mean, Bam. Yeah. yeah. As much as I love Jaren, I, I mean, I think that. I think Jaron is better in terms of getting blocks kind of as the secondary help defender and rotating to get blocks. I think he's better at that. Yeah. And I think that's why the Grizzlies defense has turned itself around from the beginning of the season because of how he played. But if you're talking about just like one-on-one defender, Bam doesn't have the same like foul troubles to Jaron has, which yeah. he's on the court a lot more when he's healthy. I think that gives him a little bit of the edge. I'll go with Bam for now. I think that Jaron will be better if you give him a couple more seasons yeah. just because, I mean, he's only in year four. He's only 22, and in two of those seasons, he's missed a lot of games. And yeah. he's got length on him, too. He's and like he's, two and he's still growing. He's grown really? since he got oh. drafted. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, they said that. I think when he got drafted, he was measured at 6'11". He said he's over seven foot yeah. now. And so I believe it. <laughs> and speaking speaking of the heat, I've got to ask you guys because it was it was the heat and bulls we were talking about for a while. What's what's going on in the East at the top? Because I mean the Bulls lost five in a row last time we met. They had lost like three in a row or something. I mean, what Bulls can't beat good teams? That's their problem. But, but they could do it earlier. What's going on now? What's different? I, no, I saw it today. They're Owen fourteen. Uh, yeah, Owen fourteen against the top three in the West and the top three in the East. Wow, wow. As of now. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know what the problem is. Okay, I think Alex Caruso hurts. Him being out hurts them a lot. Grayson Allen's just – Yeah, I, I'm still disgusted by Grayson Allen. I yeah, that was, that yeah, was and, a good and Lonzo, play. And Lonzo. and Lonzo being out. I think those are the That's two great. things that hurt them a lot. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't trust them. I mean, I would trust them in a series against a team like the Raptors, you know, if they play them in the first round. But yeah. if they play Boston – No. No, no, I think they're losing. If you look at the way Boston has been playing, playing, that defense, Robert Williams, he's another. They're still underrated, he, in my opinion. Like they're yeah. they're they're five. Like they're, they're just, coming though. They are. They are for sure. Duke has got them. They them down. no. They've been the best team in bat. They were the best team in basketball in February, in yeah. my opinion. That if you just look at the numbers, I think they were the number one net team in terms of offense and defense. Had the best defense in the NBA, and. They just were locking dudes up. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been kind of finding their chemistry together again. And they're getting hot at the right time. They're not a team you want to see in the first round. I think they could make a deep run. We've seen them go to the Eastern Conference Finals before with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, too. And, you know, Marcus Smart has been all right. A guy like Grant Williams coming off the bench. Uh, Robert Williams, too, has been playing great. Orford. Horford and Horford, too. yeah, they've got, they've just got a lot of good players. They've got a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. I I think that they could. They're going to make some noise in the playoffs. Sure. They've been a very annoying team to play in the second round. Definitely, I think they'll be. Uh, we say Chicago, but it could be, could be Miami. I mean, not Miami. 
could be Milwaukee, could be Philly, probably yeah. not, but it could be. It could be a lot of teams, just because all the yeah. teams are so close in the yeah. East. That it's really hard to you know kind of get into what playoff matchup you think who's going to win this playoff yeah. matchup because the two things is the play in changes you don't really know who's going to be the yeah. seven and eight seed that's going to change and just because of how kind of jumbled up all the teams are yeah. with 15 16 games left yeah. there's a lot of movement when yeah. you're only two games behind somebody who knows what could happen next time we talk they we might be talking about the one seeded celtics yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. Or Philly, because, I mean, Embiid putting up these MVP numbers right now. I mean, he's yeah. major props to him, keeping oh. them relevant early in the season, Ty- and then this. They have a big three. Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey, too. He's averaging, like, near 30 ever since Harden's played with them. It's it's really cool to see. Yeah. See, I don't think – I think the thing is he's not really a true facilitating point guard. Yeah. But when you, you play him off the ball and all he has to do is worry about scoring – that's scary. He is yeah. high energy. He's everywhere. He's not the fastest. Yeah. He does have a very quick first step, but um, yeah, he's just everywhere. And I want to talk about the Heat. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're. I mean, they had the injuries in the beginning of the year. They're finally getting that cohesion right now. You get Oladipo back. You know, he won't be Pacers Oladipo. Yeah. But he's, he he looked all right he in his first be. game. He looked yeah. all right in his first game. Depot day the other day. Um. Yeah, off the bench, that's a great thing for him. He doesn't have to, you know, be the number one guy like he was in Indiana. And that's another defender that you don't want to see. But before we close, I kind of, just because we have only a couple weeks left, at the end of the week, I want to ask you guys who is your MVP at the end of every episode. Yeah. Right now, I am going with Nikola Jokic. I'm picking Jokic. I think it has to be him. The war, the, not the Warriors. The Nuggets have been playing really well. They're about to get the six seed, and he has to play with Fucknoodle Campazo. So yeah. he should win MVP just for that. I mean, there's like four guys you can say I can't really dispute um, yeah. Jokic, but I would go Joel Embiid. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm also Joel. I feel like this might be a little cloud chasing, trying to get that George uh, George Carl Twitter follow, possibly. I mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want a George Carl Twitter. Nah, I don't need that. Nah, yeah. We're good. Uh, see, the thing is, dude, Jokic is literally averaging like 25, 13, yeah. and 8. No, he's a team. He's and a it's, it's that That's the but, thing. that it's, just, it's so hard to go away from that. And, yeah. I, and I think the hard thing is there's multiple guys to have solid cases yeah where in another year i think they could be the runaway mvp candidate yeah. like in another year joel Embiid would be the runaway mvp candidate yeah. and in another year Jokic could have yeah. been the runaway yeah or maybe even a guy like ja or Giannis would be just a runaway mvp candidate but this year they're all having no seasons yep. at the same time yeah so it's really hard i think uh it's very unfair to Jokic, but i, I could definitely see this happening uh he won mvp last year i just the media, they, they're they not going to vote for him. Again. See, but I think the thing is is that last year they gave it to him because it was like a war of attrition yeah. kind of thing. Okay, yeah. But this year, I think he, I don't know. But look at, look at Joel, though. If Joel was healthy all year, he would have been MVP. Because, I mean, that was the man start to finish. You want to talk about dominant performances. That was the guy who was going to win MVP, hands down. You know, I mean, that was the guy. So I feel like going off that rationale of MVP voters are fickle and weird, uh, I think they give it to I think they give it to Joel just because poetic justice would have been his last year if he stayed healthy. You know, obviously things didn't go that way, so I, I feel like they're gonna give it to him for that reason. I really yeah, do. If he stays healthy for the rest of the year, and yeah. they're just running that pick and roll with him and Harden, and it's hard not to give it to him in yeah. my opinion. But it could be it just as well it could be Jokic. Yeah.
All right. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and end it for today. Thank you guys. Thank Justin and Grant for coming on. As always, we're going to be trying to do this every week. See you again next Tuesday, hopefully, or Wednesday. Sorry. But thank you for listening to the Fast Break Podcast. We'll see you next time.